I'm Richard Pyatt. Welcome to the Inside Calhoun County Podcast. We're coming to you from Calhoun County, Michigan, and we'll spend a number of episodes bringing you useful and purposeful information from inside Calhoun County. Today, we're going to talk about health. Health Officer Eric Pessel is here from the Calhoun County Public Health Department. Eric, thanks for this opportunity. You're uh, riding high a little bit today as we're recording this. You've just come away from picking up an award. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm up uh, at the Premier Michigan Public Health Conference up in uh, Shannon Creek. And yeah, the state of Michigan, the Department of Health and Human Services, they issue a director's award every year to a, a program that's done some really great work in the community. And uh, our program this year for actually curing hepatitis C patients is, uh, is what was put up for the award. And in 2022, we were able to treat and cure from hepatitis C uh, 10 patients. And we're already at 11 in 2023, and we expect to be at uh, 14 to 16 here uh, very shortly over the next month. So it's an excellent program, and we were very appreciative to be recognized by the state of Michigan in front of your peers for doing the work in public health and uh, seeing a, a success story. It's good to have successes. Well, that's true. So congratulations first. Secondly, how did you go about this? This is something that we've heard reported in the news over the last uh, year or so about an uptick in hepatitis C infections. And and how did you deal with it? Well, I, you know, it, it's not about me. Um, and, and I always say you win with people. Um, and I've got uh, some great people that, that work uh, for the public health department. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention really the leader in this was a uh, our nurse practitioner, Michelle Thorne. Michelle has been uh, an advocate for public health for many, many years. And she is one of those that, you know what, if it can be done, um, she's going to do it. And uh, she, she really uh, pushed this and spearheaded this forward and said, you know, I'm seeing these patients. Uh, there's a treatment available. I think we can do this at the local health department level. And um, she had the green light and she did it. Kudos go to her and, and the supporting staff. And it's a nice success story. And we're just happy that uh, it was recognized by the state of Michigan. Well, congratulations to the team. So we talk about Calhoun County Public Health Department. There are uh, places folks can go, clinics they can um, avail themselves of and, and other services. Talk about that. Where are they? And what if you want to make an appointment? Uh, how do you go about it? Every Thursday and Friday, we'll, we will have uh, flu clinics in both our Battle Creek office down at the Toller Building and our Albion uh, office and uh, at the Cram Building. And people can just walk in on Thursdays from uh, 8 to 11 or 1 to 3.30. Or you can uh, call and schedule an appointment. If you're, if you're the type of person that wants to have it scheduled and not worry about it, you certainly can do that. Just get on our website. It's a very simple process and you can be scheduled. So then you don't have to really wait around. You show up and we'll get you right in. Um, we're going to be doing that throughout the whole month of October and probably into the month of November. But right now that's going to be a walk-in every Thursday, Fridays from 8.30 to 11. You can do the same thing. So at both locations, you can make appointments or walk in. We've heard about certain groups that uh, you're really targeting when we talk about flu shots. I presume that hasn't changed much. No, really, everybody should uh, should get their flu shot. There always used to be the folklore out there. The, oh, I got the flu from the flu shot. Well, that's just not true. Typically, it's uh, it's the worried folks. I, I've 
I'm not the best around needles myself. And, uh, and I've worked myself up to where, oh my gosh, I don't feel very well. And that's just me. It was, it was my body and me being fearful of a, of a needle. And I'll tell you what, now I get these every year. And, and of course the nurses blockade me. They don't let me leave my office until I get one. And, <laughs> um, but it's fine and it's easy and it's simple and, you don't really feel anything. I have really good nurses that uh, know what they're doing, been doing this for years. And uh, so it's a simple process. Yeah, we have targeted population. We want elderly uh, immune compromised folks, but really everybody should try to get their flu shot this year. And also ask about your COVID shot as well. We're starting to get some COVID vaccine in. Um, We don't have a lot yet to be able to do like major clinics in COVID, but certainly Ask about that when you come in for your appointment. If we have it available, we can give you your COVID shot at the same time. And that's really a two for one. First of all, if you're like me and you're not wild about needles, as you talked about, I look the other way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But they're working on my left arm. I look the other way and uh, it's over in just a second. So uh, I understand that part, but it really isn't all that bad. Speaking of COVID vaccine, let's just talk about COVID in general. In Calhoun County, over the summer months, we heard more about an uptick in a new variant. And I don't know about anyone else, but I started to hear from people whom I know saying, oh, yeah, uh, so-and-so has COVID, or they'll say themselves, I have COVID, I'm I'm parked at home. Uh, And really, I hadn't heard that for a while. And so it seemed as though this was happening again. Uh, How do we look in Calhoun County now? Well, it's, uh, you just described it for me, Richard. That's, that's how we look. You can almost tell now where COVID is at because of your circle of friends and family. Uh, you'll start to hear about, oh, so-and-so has COVID or you yourself could have COVID. And, uh, and we started to hear that you know, really in uh, probably about early August, mid-August, and into September. And the numbers bore that out. We started to see cases. Uh, fortunately, our hospitalizations are still fairly low. I think in the past week, we had eight new admissions to the hospital because of COVID, but that was down from the week prior. So, you know, at this point in time, it's not a major hospitalization thing, which obviously we, we want to keep a close eye on. And most of the people that have had COVID that I know of, anecdotally speaking, you know, they, it knocked them down a little bit. They didn't feel good for a couple of days, pretty weak, didn't have a lot of energy. But then they bounce back fairly quickly. And of course, uh, I think everybody that I know also had been uh, had been vaccinated and were up to date. So that probably helps as well. And it certainly helps so they're not as infectious to infect other people. I know in my household, I had somebody that was positive and uh, we didn't know that for a couple of days. I spent a lot of time around this person, but nobody else in my household came down with it. So uh, certainly attribute that to the fact that, uh, one, everybody was vaccinated, and two, if you do get it and you've been vaccinated, uh, you know, it looks like the research is saying that you're not going to be as infectious, and that, at least in my household, held true. And so, as you said, if you want the flu shot and you want the COVID vaccine, you can do that at the same time. You can make an appointment if you want to, but you can walk in on those days that you mentioned without one, and that's for both, right? Sure. Yeah, for both. And uh, like I said, right now our COVID vaccine is in short supply, but certainly if we have it available, ask when you come and if it's available, we can get that for you as well. But yeah, we can do both at the same time and uh, you don't have to come back. 
we've heard about that, Eric, some years with the flu shot, that the supply was limited. We haven't heard that this year. I presume you're pretty confident about it. Yeah, we've got plenty of flu vaccine. And, you know, I would love for us to run out, uh, which means we had a very high uptake. Um, and uh, that would be really great news. Uh, but we have plenty for now. And I want to get to the point where I have to come on and say, hey, slow down. We're, we're running out. That would be good news. We know flu is is the focus here in the fall, but as you look forward here into the first part of 24, are there other things that you're concerned with? Yeah, I think any of the respiratory illnesses, we've heard the, the term RSV over the last year. Certainly that's important. If you have a young child, talk to your pediatrician, talk to your doctor. If you're an older person, talk to your doctor about RSV and what you can do to get uh, vaccinated for that. And I think that's our talking point right now for RSV is talk to your local your local doctor. And obviously flu during this time, COVID, you know, COVID is here with us uh, forever. It's probably something that we're going to treat like the flu in the past where we'll get vaccinated every year. About this time of year is the expectation and it looks like that's where this is going to be. Other than that, the other thing we see in the wintertime is norovirus, which is more of a gastrointestinal. It's not an airborne, it's a fecal oral, we call it, which um, what that means is you actually ingest particles of feces or vomit because people don't wash their hands or the area was contaminated, say a doorknob or tabletop or whatever. And we see that uh, hit, especially congregate care settings, schools, things like that. When you hear about school having a bunch of people out and it's not flu-like symptoms, it's more vomit diarrhea, that's telling you it's probably a norovirus outbreak. Knocks people down for you know a couple days, they bounce back pretty quick, but it's highly infectious, it's easy to spread. So in those large group settings, it can spread pretty quickly. I presume, too, that that time of year, when we're all closed in and uh, there's not a lot of fresh air coming in, it's a little easier to be infected. Well, yeah, we're coming up on that season, right? It seems like we're always uh, gathering, whether it be right now in the fall because of, say, your favorite local football team, or we're coming up on the holidays where we're going to be gathering in November uh, seemed, you know, every year at the end of November, and uh, then we run right into December and, and early January. So not only family gatherings, friend gatherings, other group gatherings, you're inside, you're closed up. It's pretty easy to spread many diseases. You know, the number one thing people can do to protect themselves, number one thing to, to control disease spread is to wash your hands and wash them often. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I can't stress that enough. It's amazing to me that you still see and observe people that don't, but uh, boy, if you just if we all would wash our hands, that would go a long way in, in stopping the spread. If you're having the family over, or you're having the party, the group party, and you're not feeling well that day, it might be best to have somebody else prepare the food. Yeah, think about that. And the idea of not washing hands, we do it unconsciously, touch our face, whatever the case is. Yeah. And, um, and so our hands being clean would be helpful. I presume that thing we learned <laughs> at the beginning of yeah. COVID, you know, sing happy birthday or something to make sure we've yes. washed our hands. Twice. Well, that still applies, right? Yes. I mean, we were learning that a long time before that, Richard, but yes, I'll bet. <laughs> um, we've been talking about uh, washing your hands, singing happy birthday to yourself. Um, it's amazing how quick people 
wash their hands. If you actually wash long enough to sing a happy birthday to yourself, that's a long time. We're always on the go and want to, we want to get things done as fast as we can. And, you know, just pause a second, make sure you're washing your hands, especially if you're the one preparing the food, if you're the one that's going to be doing stuff that uh, is going to then be affecting other groups of people. That's really important. All right. Well, make sure that you're aware of locations and hours for the Kellen County Public Health Department and those clinics. Easiest way to do that is to check out the website, CalhounCountyMI.gov, and you click through to the Public Health Department site. We'll link that in the show notes for this episode, make it a little easier. By the way, there's a, a bunch of information there, Eric, about a number of things, including COVID and, and other things that folks might want to know, right? We try to keep that website as up to date as possible. And Lucy and our other our, our our team work really hard at keeping that information transparent and and there for folks to uh, easily get to understand it and availability to ask questions, things like that. So our website is uh, hopefully a tool that people can use. I think we've we really refined it over the last uh, several years to make it the best it could possibly be. It's got a lot of information, like you said. So. And we will link it in the show notes for this episode so you can click through nice and easy and check the latest details on uh, clinics and uh, COVID vaccines, if you wish, and all of that information health-related by way of CalhounCountyMI.gov. Calhoun County Public Health Officer Eric Pessel, thank you so much for this update. Thank you, Richard. Richard Pyatt with Inside Calhoun County Podcast. Thanks for joining us. 